0: So today I spoke with a returning guest Harvey Gombos, young strong man and we did get into a really good chat about training but we had a great chat about mindset and just our feelings and opinions on it and as always Harvey is a very smart insightful guy. I really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed listening to him as well and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Two, one. Hello again, welcome to the David Watson Podcast. How are
1: you? I'm good, thank you, mate. How are you?
0: Yeah, yeah, same as you. As we were just briefly talking <laughs> before we start the show. Feeling really good, but then the body starts breaking down. So Yeah. yeah. You were literally just talking about
1: your knee. Yeah, so um, I'll I'll fully explain my situation that, that and that might give a bit of background on it. Um so since, since May, I've had a bulging disc um, and I didn't realise, well, I didn't realise until last Thursday when I had a consultation with MoFo Body Mechanic. Yep. Um, and obviously Shout out, because out to him. Because I follow yeah, him on
0: Instagram. Yeah.
1: Fantastic physio. Couldn't recommend him enough. Um, so... Obviously, I've not addressed the issue, um, and that's just been progressively getting worse. And I've never had sciatica before, so I didn't really know what I was, what it was. Uh, and I always thought it was like pain um, on one side of your body going down to your foot. So I just assumed, because mine was only, um, only primarily in my hamstring and sometimes in my glute, I thought, nothing major, I've just pulled my hamstring or done something. And then I just thought it was like a niggle that was reoccurring. Um, but obviously it isn't. Um, so off the back of that, I've been rehabbing my my hamstring doing um, flossing and I think it's called neurotension or something along those lines. Um, but obviously because my hamstring and my glute have been compensating for my weakness in my, my lower back, my my quad has taken all of the strain um yesterday so been doing front box squats which is obviously a heavy um quad movement and then my my quads obviously protecting my knee joint and all of the pressure's gone onto that without any help from my hamstring or my glute so it's just been like nah i'm i'm, I'm out i'm done <laughs> so basically yeah um it's, it's not in the not in the greatest of places but it is what it is. Um, it's nothing major, so it'll get fixed up in time. I'm
0: not worried about it. It's it's tough though, isn't it? Because um, I it was about a couple of months ago. It was actually something you posted on your story, and it's those um, glute tables bridges.
1: You know. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So
0: I, yeah, I used to do them a lot, and then. For whatever reason, I just one day stopped doing them. You know, like you forget why you would, you know, that you were doing something before. And I have seen that just yeah. like I need to get back on them, so I started getting back on them, and went from like unable to even hold one to I'm probably good for about a minute, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Still, still not a hundred percent pleased with my glute involvement, but the hamstrings yeah, yeah. uh, are starting to get solid, and that then yeah. led to me. I don't know what. I'll try sprinting again. All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh.
0: right? and, and the, the first couple of sprints were shocking well actually I sh- the yeah. first thing I should say once I get, got a handle on those on those uh, table bridges my glutes started to engage and, and I'd be in, in agony for days do you know what I mean like sitting mm. down would just be like hoo, hoo. Do you yeah you I mean? could <clears throat> yeah right and, and they're really just a simple activation exercise do you know what I mean which just kind of goes to show like yeah, you do kettlebell swings I mean, and stuff, they, but there's something are, not engaging.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, they're simple in terms of the fact that they're body weight, but they are like quite difficult. Do you yeah. Know what I mean, like, but they should be a
0: staple them. foundation to everybody's workouts.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: yeah, I absolutely th- agree. You should be starting simple with these. Things. Yeah. Yeah. You should be starting yeah, with these.
1: Symptoms. Go on. Go, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just
0: going to say you, you should be starting with these, engage everything before you start doing something else. You
1: know. Yeah, fantastic. I, I, I'm a big believer in um, single leg suitcase deadlifts or single leg RDLs. They yep. they are absolutely fantastic. Um, brilliant exercise in terms of warming up, but also um, working on like, proprioception. So your you balance and coordination and all that type of stuff, which obviously transfers uh, in, a, in a big way to strength and power movements. So yeah. Definitely would recommend to any of your listeners, if you're not already doing that and you're training for performance, get them in.
0: Well, this is right. So I was doing that and I actually was doing some RDLs as well. And then I, I I'm going to do some sprints. And bear in mind, I'm, what's it? It's August and it? I'm 47 at the end of next month. Right. So <laughs> I thought so I'm going to do some sprints and I've got a hill outside my house and I'm only like doing 30 meters. And the, the first couple yeah. I did, the first couple of sprints I did were shocking. And I was just like, Fuck you know. And I and I and <laughs> for reference, I'm no Usain Bolt, but I did sprint at county level at school. So all right, yeah. That's do right. you know what I mean? Yeah. So and I I have clocked when I was about fifteen, sixteen. I did clock an eleven second hundred meters. So <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah you know, it, it's it's not Olympic qualifying time. Do you know what I mean? But and I and I did back in the day do like a a twenty two oh one two hundred meters. Do you know what I mean? So I was quick. Do you know what I mean? I was a yeah, little, yeah. little bit of a whippet, you know, a long time ago. And so, <laughs> so when I'm doing sprints, I can be quite judgmental. And yeah, and it was it was sh- shocking. And then I was just like, no, th- that's how it is. There was just no snap, no push, no acceleration. No, um,
1: yeah, yeah, it I just, just wasn't
0: there. Right. And so yeah. I, I did a couple of more and then one day it just connected. And I was like, oh. Oh, here we go! Here we've we actually, are. Yeah, we've actually got some acceleration. You know, we've gone from like plain old diesel to turbo diesel. It's all right, <laughs> and um, so that was good. And then, then last week, what was it? I thought I'm going to do some walking lunges because I haven't done them properly for a while either. And I did three sets uphill, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, ten sets going uphill about thirty meters, and I could feel it by about set six or seven. So this is this is starting to fatigue a little bit, but come on, son snap out of it, get in there. Yep. It was proper dory in the eights. So I couldn't walk for a week and I just <laughs> sitting down was painful and it's just like walking lunges. And I just, I was left after, which was just like so much foundational stuff is just missing from my workouts.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, the thing is when you, when you don't do it for ages, yeah, then the, you try to do it again. It's like, it just writes you off. It just, it's it's weird. I can't really get my head around why it's so difficult and why it messes you up so badly. But but it does. <laughs> it does.
0: This is it because you know you you've, you you follow me. You know I work out four times a week. I do my burpees. I do my London, You know, but it, it's in early in the morning. Yep, yeah, yeah. I have to. I have to get up, walk the dog, and, and train. I can't. I'm not one for training in the afternoons or in the evenings. If I do, mm, it's yeah. a second workout.
1: Yeah. Um. I've never. Don't get me wrong, I started off training in the evenings uh, just for convenience sake, but now it's like, if it was up to me, I'd train as soon as I wake up. But I know yeah. because I'm training for, for for performance, I can't really train without a couple of meals in me. Yeah. So I normally train around midday-ish.
0: Mine started a few years ago, and it's that mindset thing that I always focus on, is that I w- was finding I, I needed to... I was really badly out of shape and I was just like, I'd go to the gym some days and not other days. And I was just like, hang on, what's going on here? And it's just like, Mm -hmm. "Mm." it's it's because I was struggling to find a proper routine. So what I started doing is just getting up like I was going to work. And instead, instead of going to work, I just put my gym kit on and I would exactly, I'd get up at the same time, leave at the same time. And instead of turning right to go to work, I turn left to go to the gym. And And that, so I just kept a seven day routine in my head. And, and that's yeah, it's,
1: that's it though it's routine yeah routine makes everything work i'm i'm a big believer in that as well um yeah if you're, if you're struggling with anything in your life it's because you've not got some sort of set foundation or routine or ritual or whatever um mm. in place and you just you're winging it effectively
0: yeah you are and actually that's one of the things that's on my thing uh, on my list of things to talk to you about because you've started talking about... Because you've become much more talkative on your uh, Instagram stories now. Yeah, Because yeah, you've gone from, like, silent to, like... Uh, <laughs> and I really enjoyed one the other day when you were talking and you were actually going on about, like, fucking mindset. If you're not doing something, you're acting like a fucking victim and you got no time for it and you need to sort your shit <laughs> yeah. out. And I was like, go on, yeah, You tell him, Harvey.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, just, I can't be well. Basically, I'm in a, I'm I'm at a point in my life where, quite frankly, I can't be asked with people that are negative or they they wanting to just some sort of sympathy or I don't I don't really know or understand what it is. But people just seem to. It sounds really cliche, but look for excuses or look why they're poor old me or. Fuck off with that mentality.
0: <laughs> it's so draining. Do you know? It doing? is one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And and I I one hundred percent. The reason I loved it so much is because you know various things over years and stuff like that. I have been in that like little pit of victimization. Like, mm. It's it's not my fault this happened. It's not my fault that happened. It's not my fault that happened. And then a couple of years ago, I had a huge reality check, and it's like, do you know what? It is your fucking fault. The end. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, I don't yeah. give
0: a shit what that person did. I don't give a shit about how that job turned out. It was your bloody fault how you reacted to it and responded to it. And when absolutely. I looked at myself like that, it was awful because I, I was like that that person I was looking at. I was just like, "You're a fucking wanker.
1: You just are. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You've got yeah, no self
0: esteem. Yeah. You've got no self love. And yeah, it's absolutely. one big facade." You do this. You get at the gym. You talk like this, but you're not backing it up with anything, anything at all. No,
1: and it's like it's a coping mechanism almost. But it's it's basically the way that I look at it is you've got two options: either you keep on continuing this this negative self talk. It's, it's everybody else's fault and problem and and you're mate you're effectively making yourself powerless to do anything about it yeah so you're effectively making the problem worse than it actually is or alternatively without sounding because i know a lot of people have got a lot of issues and struggles and i'm not trying to demean that but in the same respect i know a lot of people that are very very fortunate in comparison to other people that have been in worse situations that have sorted their shit out effectively yeah. Um, so either be powerless and continue about that victim mindset or take the reins and, and hold yourself accountable, but also become the one that, that makes the difference. Do you know what I mean? Or 100%. Or, or shit.
0: Because it's Simple you're right, so like, I genuinely coach people, right? Part time, I have a part time mm-hmm. coaching business, and I genuinely coach people who, uh, executives who don't need a lot of input really what they need is like a sounding board and somebody to offload to and a, yeah. a way to clarify the reason they're thinking behind something because someone like me will yeah. come in and say, I don't understand what that's about. Why, why are you doing that? You know, help, help me understand. And it's in that process mm. of explaining it that they really fully understand the picture they're painting. But I also yeah. uh, about the other half of my customers and clients, are people that come out of narcissistic relationships and are massively damaged right? Mm and that the the thing where they they all strive is when you get them out of that victim mindset. Yeah. Yeah, and that's Absolutely. not not belittling people who are in those positions who are who have been battered, like emotionally battered. But when you get mm. the, get them to realize, do you know what? That wasn't your fault the way that person treated you because you went in there with good intentions. But it yeah. it is kind of your fault now because you're not trying
1: and yeah, you're, you're still dealing with
0: it. Yeah, you're still holding on to what this person did to you and you're not doing the work to realize that that person was a complete and utter asshole and that yeah. person was just destructive that person was toxic and you got poisoned in the process but you don't have to keep absorbing that poison
1: Absolutely yeah. That's that's the main reason why I'm so conscious about the people that I've got around me just both me and my brother, in fact, um, we we don't have any time for people mm. that are are in any way draining on on our emotional energy. Because I mean, I'd like to consider myself as pretty upbeat for the majority. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And anyone that's around me, I'll big them up. And but I'll only, obviously, I'll only do it, do it where I feel like it's necessary or it's called for. So I'm not one for fake hype or any of that bullshit. No. But if done well, I'll support that. If somebody's struggling, I'll support them. Do you know what I yeah. mean? It's as simple as that. However, if they're always struggling because of their own their own shit, then I I can't be investing my time and energy into that type of person because they're not they're not valuing their, valuing their own time or energy. They're just wasting it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I
1: can't, I can't be part of that.
0: No, and shout out to Max. Did well at the weekend, didn't
1: yeah, he? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and you've got another one coming up this weekend. This is the this is the main event. Uh, two bros. Hopefully, fingers crossed comes first in this one. Um, he's, he's gonna look absolutely insane. <laughs> so
0: just cause he does <laughs> look good, your brother. I don't actually follow yeah, I need yeah. to follow him on Instagram. because um, um, it's you I follow. So I see him in and for your cousin, um, the Hungarian strength coach is yeah, um, yeah so Explain to people what Max did at the weekend.
1: Apart so from smashed he, it. <laughs> he competed at I think it's the IBFA, I think, bodybuilding. Yep. Um and this is his, his second competition. He did his first one last weekend. Um bit of a bit of a fuck up last weekend. He thought it was on Sunday, uh, but it turned out it was on Saturday. So he literally just rocked up without any carbs or anything like that. Um and then came second in that one. <laughs> so, out of a pretty stacked lineup, And without, without sounding salty, I, I thought he should have taken the win, to be honest. Yeah. But, yeah. Hey, hell. He's, got he's, he's got good yeah, symmetry.
0: He's got good symmetry. And those quads are fucking lines. fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was looking <laughs> yeah. at
0: some of those pictures, and I was just like, those quads are good.
1: <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he, exactly. He's... And he, he can pose. He can pose he as can. well. He can, uh, yeah. He, he, I, I like... Um, just the whole the whole sort of vibe and aesthetic that he's got is he's, he's very classic in how he poses and his lines and all of that sort of stuff. And I, I feel like he's doing, going about progressing in the right manner, so not trying to rush anything um, and, and not forcing it too much, which I think it bodes very, very well for the future. Yeah,
0: um, I mean, I saw but, only a few reels that you and your cousin post up. He has a good stomach
1: vacuum as well. Oh yeah, his, his vacuum's bloody He's good. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I was
0: well, <laughs> yeah. like, like genuinely. I was, I was like, that's a bloody good vacuum.
1: No organs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? But that's like proper Arnold classic vacuum.
1: Mm. Oh man, I, I, I bet he could give a lot of pros a run for the money with that with with his vacuum. No well, shit. Because
0: I do a lot of stomach vacuums, and I'm not nowhere mm. at that level. No way. And that's not just because yeah, I'm carrying yeah. a few too many pounds. It's just, it's just nice. not there. He really can yeah, yeah. suck up into the ribs. And I was just like,
1: yeah. shit. It's just practice. Practice, years and years of practice. He's been doing that for years. Like, best part of a decade, probably. Yeah. So, when you've been doing it for that long, I mean, if you're not that good, then you're doing something wrong. Um, yeah. But it's the fact that he's ma- managed to maintain and sustain that length of period of time, doing it consistently, um, that's made it so good. That's the hard part, isn't it?
0: Cause, well, because just practicing stomach vacuums, but then actually posing with a stomach vacuum. That, that really is hard. Cause you know, cause I've, yeah. you know, I don't know anything about posing, but I've stood in front of a mirror and just done the old bicep pose. Do you know what I mean? Like the classic oh. and sucked in and you can't get anywhere oh, near mate. it. And, and his stomach didn't make any adjustments. It just stayed the same. I was, I was like, shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't, to, and this goes for all your listeners as well, if you haven't tried posing, just try it for five minutes at the end of your session you'll you'll be absolutely bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's... It's... But the thing is, it's not, it's not about just tense like flexing your arms, tensing your, your midsection. Tense absolutely every single muscle that's on show at one point and maintain that. Don't don't stop tensing ever. Like <laughs> until it's not on show. Um, and try that. That Max was on Max was doing his mandatories, I'm pretty sure it was for like 20 minutes last weekend. Imagine tensing best yeah. part of what pretty much all of your body for 20 minutes solid. Like, and when they like go
0: through that shot. routine, they have to maintain that tense, uh, the muscle tension j- during the movement, you know, mm. trying to keep yeah. your bicep flex as you hold out, roll out an arm, and keep your lats yeah. flared if that's part of the movement and all that. It's just like the cord. I, yeah, I mean, I can't flare my lats full stop, you know, let alone yeah, try and do it. a lot of people call me. Yeah, it's, it's, I thought there was something wrong with me, but it's just like, no, no, it's, you know, it's actually just more difficult than it looks. Um, there might be some thoracic uh, tightness, but it's, yeah, and it's just like, but trying to, like like you say, go from one pose to another and not relax, it's hard, mm. like really hard, and to yeah. get it down to a proper pose like he was doing, yeah. I, I will genuinely yeah. respected it. I was just like, wow, I was blown away by how good i seen it on those reels. I was like, mm. Mm.
1: And, then, and then obviously take, take into account the fact that he's on poverty calories in, in comparison to what he has been. And he's been doing that for what, I think 12 weeks, probably something around that. Yeah. Um, so imagine that. And, you're and turned up with no that. prep
0: because he didn't turn
1: up on the right day.
0: So you know I mean, didn't get exactly. the days right.
1: Yeah. Had shit nights sleep. Um, his knee was hurting as well. Like there's just so many different issues, and i think I think he actually winged it a little bit with his posing routine because obviously his knee was hurting, but and he's supposed to go on to one knee, yeah, but he couldn't do that, so he, he just winged it a little bit and it you couldn't tell, you couldn't tell, and it looked shit up, so yeah, respect
0: yeah, yeah, definitely well done to him, really, really, and good luck to him this weekend as well yeah mm. so what's what is um max's ambitions and?
1: Um, pro become become a pro card. Well, have a get a pro card. I reckon he'll probably get one next year. To be honest, yeah, very very doable. Um, and a lot of people wouldn't think so, but I've I've seen how he works, and if he can maintain this level of work, um there's there's no reason why he couldn't get a pro card next year. To be honest, um, but yeah, so <laughs> I, th- I think his his main aspirations. I mean, he might in the back of his head. I don't know. I don't think he's told me, but I think everyone's. Into, if you're a bodybuilder, everyone's aspirations to get to the Olympia, isn't it? Or be yeah. Mister Olympia? Yeah, um, it has to, yeah, it has I, to be. I think it's doable. To be honest, I but do. I, I do. He's got.
0: He's got the yeah. perfect symmetry to start with.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably his aspirations. Um, but I know he definitely wants to get his pro card pretty, pretty, pretty soon.
0: Um, so, yeah. No, I, I, I looking forward to it. It is, uh, it is good to see because, you know, he, he did look good. You know, mm. my only criticism is he could have had smaller chunks. <laughs> he didn't yeah, have yeah. like the ultimate budgie smugglers that some of them go on
1: with. <laughs> well, yeah, he didn't, but it's more, it's more classic, isn't it? Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah
0: yeah, he did actually that's a good point he had more of a classic trunk, didn't he
1: mm, you know yeah, yeah. The, the leather ones as well the, the fact that they were leather um, and just how they looked like obviously quite high-waisted and yeah yeah I, I, I think it suited him to be fair
0: I, I just it's funny the things you notice isn't it I was just like
1: <laughs>
0: less is more Max less is more
1: he's <laughs> <laughs> uh, all about being modest mate <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fair play to him. So how strong man going for you because you play second as well in your first comp?
1: Uh I did. Well, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't my first. It was my it was um, first this
0: year though, wasn't it? This year. Was it the first oh, this yeah, year? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, first yeah. this year, yeah. yeah. Um so I got second place again. A bit gutted, but at the same time not really much much you can do about it and uh to be honest with you, if I had come first there was certain Certain things that potentially would have conflicted. Um, so I won't go into too much detail because obviously it's a bit bit more private. But essentially, if I'd come first, I would have been invited to uh, UK's Strongest Man, and I had no intentions of going. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really want to ruffle any feathers because apparently, well, I'd been told that it wouldn't have wouldn't have gone down too well had I rejected the invite put it that way. So it potentially would have uh, impacted my potential of getting invited next year or the year after. So, okay. yeah, uh, I'm, I'm seeing it as a... As a plus. Like, yeah, really. Um, I, I had nothing more to gain from coming first. Yeah. Play second, didn't get injured, PB'd. That's all you can ask for, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, because on the day, Jack was pretty solid, wasn't he? Jack Osborne. Is it Jack Osborne? Yeah, yeah.
1: Jack- yeah, yeah, Jack. Jack was Jack smashed it. To be fair, Um yeah. well, I, I did not expect him to be as good as he was at the events, uh, the moving of the events in particular. Um Like, there's not really much more to be said. He, he, he fucking put in the work and smashed it.
0: Yeah, yeah, he did do good, but I mean that last that runoff at the end, it you know it wasn't a strength thing, was it? You dropped it.
1: <sighs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you I watched him it, mate. Here, right. Okay, so basically, I'll explain to you my sort of mindset because I'm not the typical Butterfingers That's the first time I've ever dropped. But I,
0: yeah, yeah. But you I know? looked at that and was just like, "See, the weird thing for me is, like, when I why I train and stuff, I can live with that because that's something that would never normally happen. Oh, Did do... you? You won't be
1: able to. You won't be able to live with, live with it when I explain why it happened so obviously um and this this doesn't make any difference to be honest if even if i'd beaten jack in that event i, I wouldn't have still come first yeah um, i would have had to be curtis because me and curtis were like second and third um well me me jack and curtis were all like we were swapping first yeah. to third on all of the events um and I would have had to place one one position higher in another event as well as beat Jack in the medley. Yeah. But essentially, what happened in the medley is, in my eyes, logic would sort of dictate that you'd go from lightest to heaviest. Um, Is, is that is that fair to assume? No. Because I... the implements were d- different weights, weren't they? The implements were different yeah. weights. And I would have you'd go from lightest to heaviest or heaviest to lightest. Yeah. But now... No, they didn't want to do that. They they wanted to put the heaviest one on the outside or the heaviest one on the inside. I can't remember. But basically, it went heaviest, second heaviest, and then lightest. So I took the first one, came back and stood at the wrong one, and then I went to the right one. And then because I was just about to pick up that one and I saw Jack moving in the corner of my eye, I thought, fucking hell, best get a move on. Didn't grab it properly, then fumbled it. And I'm like, fuck's sake. You see, I
0: can live with that. Those things I can live with because what I don't like is when it all goes perfect and I can't find somebody to improve on. Yeah,
1: that's a good way of looking at it, actually. Very good way of looking at it. So
0: I looked at that and and, and I was just like, oh, right, there's something here that I can improve on massively. mm. I'm in. uh, To me, I like that because when when everything goes right and I nail everything and I don't get the result I want, I'm then left like like, fuck Yeah, that just means
1: you're not not good enough, type of thing, wouldn't it?
0: But But yeah, but also it leaves me with this like kind of desperation of well, what can I work on to try and get it better? So I'm much happier if I don't hit my result and can find the mistake or the the area that I can improve on because I'm like, shit, no matter what happens next time, I'm gonna get it's gonna be better. And I'm really happy after that because I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got this. You're still with me. I can still see you. And sort of hear you. Hey, are you
1: hello. back? Hello, yeah. hello. Yeah, hello. yeah. I, I could still uh,
0: see you and hear you.
1: All oh, right, I was going to say, you went all blurry. I couldn't, couldn't see what you were saying. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I, I do agree with like all of what you were saying surrounding um, finding issues in your own performance, and then obviously that's something to improve on. But in the same in the same respect, I, I look at it from from either way. If I'm if I perform well and I hit all of my targets and everything goes right, and somebody's better than me, then the the sort of um, what's the word. The scrutiny will be less on my own performance and yeah. more on the person that's beaten me and what they've done to actually beat me. So, for example, Jack, it was more, it was, it was less about um, physical ability and more about just practice. He, he was, it was quite simple. Simply, he was better at the events than I was. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would have beaten him on log, regardless, because his logs just fucking ridiculous. He does um, practice that a lot, though. Yeah, yeah, but well, yeah, exactly. Um, so I think obviously it's 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 in the past and it's happened now. But yeah. if I were to change anything, um, obviously leading into the next next competition, uh, it'll be to practice my events more. Um, I'm not a big believer in doing events year round unless it's like <laughs> a staple, for example, like log or potentially yoke or stones. Um, but even then, it's if I'm going to be having a long off-season, I don't really see the point, to be honest. Yeah. Because it just just changes too too much uh, and the risk of injury is higher. So, that's just my own training philosophy philosophy and belief system. Um, So, yeah.
0: But I I think you have to go with that because the the, the idea that if everybody trains the same, you get the same results is bollocks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's certain things that I can do all day long and... Other things, no. If I if I get so much as sniff at it, it's going to be well. There's an injury coming. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. You yeah, know. and th- there's always been things like that. It's just like you know, like going through the the years. I've always been pretty good with you know weights without you know. I've never competed or anything, but I, I can pretty much do weights all day. My body just loves it. I start doing cardio. Mm. Two minutes into a cardio session, my body's screaming at me. Do you <laughs> what I mean it's just like, <clears throat> and yeah. it doesn't matter how fit no matter how fit I've ever got, my body just doesn't like doing cardio. I don't always get injured from it, but I find it harder than anything else.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think there's there's probably a degree of, I mean, this is just my own um, hypothesis or theory uh, based on what you're saying. Potentially, that could be a result of your your childhood. You said you're a a pretty good runner when you were younger. Yeah, I was a good sprint. Mm. Yeah, so you've developed that ability to push yourself to, or expect to push yourself to that level. And if you're not at that same capacity, then you're going to have a hard time doing that. Do you know what I mean? Um, Especially if you're not doing it as consistently as, say, weight training. But that's just a guess, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I I just, you know, um, when it came to things like middle distance, long distance events, you know, even when I tried to do tried to do them. I and even now, you know, because um, I used to do a lot of um, boxing training and stuff like that. And, do you know what I mean? and it's, just, it's just press up, sit ups, burpees, press up, sit ups. I'd be hanging. I'd be absolutely hanging. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But, you right. know, put me on a weight session. I'd yeah, cover a minute in, recover a minute in. Do you know what I mean? I'm fine. Yeah. But my body just doesn't I think like...
1: I'll be able to put you through pieces. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. No,
0: you'd <laughs> screw me up. You, you, do you know what I mean? Every, everybody would wreck
1: me. But
0: cardio... I don't, know, I don't
1: mean I don't mean in terms of weight. I don't mean in terms
0: no, of No, no. no, no. No, uh, no. I mean like, you know, like proper developed training. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. You know, you, you would really push me to my limits. To do you know what I mean? At, at weight's appropriate mm. for who I am and where I am in my life. <clears throat> yeah. But it's just physically and mentally, cardio's the one that I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: draining, isn't it? Yeah. Fuck's
0: your... <laughs> even when I've done like, you know, an hour on a row machine, an hour on a bike, it is arduous you know mm. and in it whereas you're just like right you know we're gonna do like weights yeah i don't know what it is it's probably just a mentality more than anything because i just love one and not the other
1: something um something that i'd recommend off the back of that because i uh, despite what you might believe i fucking hate cardio <laughs> <laughs> i realize it's it's essential but i i don't like it um never have liked it is who, who, who the fuck decides they're going to go on a run? Yeah. Who does that? Yeah. <laughs> um, but in in my head, essentially what I do for cardio is, as you've probably seen on my Instagram, I do plenty of walking. Um, basically, whenever I get a spare minute, I'm walking. And in my training sessions, I like sort of to go alongside my training philosophy of keeping the compound lift, so squat bench, deadlift, or less bench, more overhead press. But effectively what I do is I I do very, very low rest time. So anywhere from 30 to 45 seconds for the majority of my off-season. And I'll be doing shit tons of volume with very, very sub-maximal weight. So anywhere from 45 to 65% of my one rep max just for reps and sets. Um, And I, I don't care what anyone says. If you do if you, you do seven times seven pause deadlifts, at 55% of your one rep max with, um, 45 seconds rest, you will be absolutely fucked at the end of it. I don't care what anyone says. I I could get anyone. I could get, I could get a 350 kilo lifter blowing off lifting, lifting a hundred kilo in terms of deadlifting. It's, it's just a matter of how you're training and what you're doing in your training sessions. Um, and I think that's the way forward, to be honest, in terms of programming. Just because the risk of injury is so low and your cardio is getting better and everyone fucking hates doing cardio, so why not Why not kill two birds with one stone?
0: Because cool, you are now training, aren't you? You are training other people. Yeah. So since we last spoke, yeah, yeah. you are. So how
1: does that work now then? Um, so in terms of, uh, obviously, my own my own programming, I hire that out to Yoris Scrivens or Atrophy Coach on Instagram. Um, and then with all my clients, I, I follow I follow my own plan in terms of uh, my own training philosophy. But I get a lot of uh, inspiration, I suppose you could say, um, from how Yoris coaches. But also people like Shane Germant, so MST Systems on Instagram. Um, And and just a few other people that I take inspiration from that I like their training methodology and all of that type of stuff. That's all implemented into my own coaching. Um, But on top of that, so I don't just do programming because I realize that um, that's a very, very small part of the whole progression and process itself the majority of progress that you'll make is outside of the gym in terms of your routine and your habits and your nutrition and like hydration sleep recovery stress management all of that stuff if you can cover all of that and your your training program could be pretty shit to be honest if you're nailing all of that you'll progress yeah whereas if you're if you're slacking on all of that and your training program is the best it could possibly be you're probably going to get injured. Your progression is going to be pretty shit and you'll feel shit and you'll have no energy. And there's just, so in my head, um, when me and Max, or before me and Max started coaching together, um, I, I was I was a very big believer in having all bases covered because then you just get to see the, the the maximum amount of progression that you can. that's sort of optimal performance, if, if you will. Um, and then obviously now Max has come on board He's more um, centered around hypertrophy and muscle growth and all that type of stuff. So essentially, we've just brought two powers together and now we cover everything. Me for performance and strength and him for, for muscle building and, and bodybuilding in particular. So And, and to be honest with you, they, they do like transfer across to each other. Um, as much as I'm, I say not to try and go for both strength and hypertrophy, there are bits and pieces that all are like sort of interchangeable, if you will. Um, so for example, unilateral work or balance work is a, is a big thing in strength just because it improves your coordination. As, as we spoke about earlier, uh, coordination and proprioception. And it, you don't have to necessarily include that in bodybuilding. However, it's just why wouldn't you, you're leaving gains on the table, but not a lot of bodybuilding coaches do that. So, yeah, so, and yeah, also it does possible.
0: it does it protects your overall fitness, and yeah. if yeah, you exactly. if you don't if you don't get injured, you can keep training.
1: Exactly, that's that's another another <clears> sort of training ideology that we hold. Um, rather you, rather you go at ninety percent and not get injured, rather than a hundred percent and then get injured every four to six months. Because if you get in, injured, you're out for three months.
0: Well, because you think about the history of top build bodybuilders, top uh, strongmen, how many of them have said they ruined their careers by training with an injury?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. All of them, or pretty much (laughs) all of them. In fact, (laughs) the ones that are the best are the people that haven't. Yeah, simple as that. Thor, Thor, for example. When when did you ever see him get injured? And when he did get injured, how long was he injured for? I, I actually couldn't tell you when he got injured because I can't remember.
0: <laughs> no, but but that's you know, it, isn't it? <clears throat> the, the 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 ones that have the longest careers and ultimately do the best are the ones that don't don't train with injuries. And if they're not training absolutely. with injuries, that's because they have training programs that don't allow them to get injured.
1: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, there's um, there's there's like more that goes into it. You can't just not get injured because you're holding yourself back in training programs you've got to essentially bulletproof what you're doing because if you're not um if you're so one one example would be if you get strong too quickly then as everyone knows your muscles get stronger than your tendons particularly if if you're an assisted lifter um that leaves you very open to getting injured um and if we want to get really specific, if you take in harder compounds, such as tren and all that type of shit, yeah. um, which I, I wouldn't recommend by the way, um, then you, it's just, you're asking to get injured essentially. Um, so you want to sort of program and, and periodize so that you're, you're backing off when you're at the highest risk of injury. So, what I will be doing is I'll be to build up to a peak or what I do for all my athletes as well is build up to a peak. And then rather than trying to maintain that peak for however long or necessarily, just get in, get, get done and get out. And then have a sort of not rehab phase, but just a, a bullet. I call it a bulletproofing phase where you get everything back to baseline uh, or a little bit, um more than was the original baseline and then you build from there and just repeat. Um so yeah that's that's how I go about it anyway.
0: Because there are like you were saying with you and Max, you being strong man Max being bodybuilding. I mean percentage wise <clears throat> when you add when you look at things like although they're different but in, in terms of attitude towards them, diet the attitude towards a diet is the same. Attitude towards rest is the same. Attitude towards the, the basic foundations to give you a good platform um, to go and train is the same. The attitude towards sleep is and recovery is the same. It's, it's, it must only be sort of actually, but again, still the same attitude towards the training. Uh, so it can only really be differences in the actual exercises and the rep ranges.
1: Yeah, so um, I'd say the biggest difference... And whether you can call it a difference or not is in season and off season. So obviously with me, and am actually speaking about this yesterday. We effectively do the same thing year round, which is why it works so well. Obviously I was living together. Mm. Um, my, my in season is when I'm bulking and getting big or conversely, his off season is also when he's getting big and, and bulky and they just sort of tie in nicely. Um, so we never have any sort of issues in terms of when he's prepping yeah. um, and I'm bulking because it's just it's the other way around. Uh, and that's that's probably the biggest difference that, that we have in, in terms of um, bodybuilding and performance. I suppose another one potentially could be your nutrition. Um, so there's certain boxes that I need to tick that Max doesn't necessarily need yeah. to. However, that being said, I believe there is a lot of merit to... To ticking those boxes regardless just because what i'm referring to is micronutrients in particular um it it makes you feel better you've got more energy uh, that you can exert Hmm. yourself more in training sessions and you perform better so therefore more damage more recovery more growth um and something i'm not entirely sure about however i'm pretty sure it's got um scientific backing in me saying this but ticking those, those boxes in terms of health and getting your fruit and veg down you yeah, and staying hydrated. It, it makes you look more aesthetic. Your skin looks nicer. And it just, why wouldn't you do that if you're, if the goal, regardless of whether your goal is for performance or bodybuilding, you, you do them anyway, because it's it's just, why wouldn't you? In my yeah. head anyway.
0: Yeah, I think the science is there because, I mean, I, I can't quite um, quote... <laughs> quote the study so to speak but if you look at every top athlete there there is a blueprint that's easily followed
1: i've lost you again mate
0: i said i think although i can't quote the study if you look at every top athlete there's a, a there's a blueprint that can be studied and it's always to do around nutrition fruits vegetables yeah. proteins fats carbs um mm-hmm. you know uh, amino acids and all of that stuff and you start going down a very dark rabbit hole um yeah yes yes you do you know but because i'd I'd imagine like in terms of like exercise programs though because are you more compound lifting as opposed to max i'm assuming is more isolation movements
1: yes so um (laughs) right okay so how do i best explain this for bodybuilding, what you're trying to do is trying to elicit the best hypertrophic response possible. So, in layman's terms, you want to try and reduce the amount of—God, that's not in layman's terms. <laughs> you want to try and get rid of the amount of fatigue that, that you're creating and make it all about the the damage that you can yeah accrue on the muscle or inflict on the muscle, however you want to word it. So. Muscle damage is the priority. Fatigue isn't the priority, um, and you do that by isolating your movements, reducing momentum, or or um, removing momentum momentum completely, um, and and getting uh, good good movement patterns. So, to, to explain what I mean by that is, if you take a lat pull down, for example, at the very top your strength is very different to your when you get to the bottom. So, and, and also the, the, the angle in which you're pulling from, it's not a, just a, a straight up and yeah. down type of motion. It's in front of you. You can see the, the, the lat goes round your rib cage. Yeah. So it should be a sort of pull and then back and round. And you want to, that's why there's so much emphasis when we do programming. There's so much emphasis on what you're doing with your actual body. Because you're not just you're not aimlessly pulling. You're trying to contract and keep as much tension there in the target muscle group as possible, whilst also um, protract and elevate in your scapula to increase the range of motion. And then again, pulling down nice, slow, controlled, and then retract and depress your scapula at the bottom. Um, so simple things like that. That's that's more centered around bodybuilding. Um, whereas simply for strength in general, strength and performance, the idea is to be as efficient as possible. So getting the weight to move from A to B as easily as possible for the most part. Anyway, obviously when I say it's interchangeable, there are bits of bodybuilding style training that you can, or that you will inevitably put in performance. And so, yeah, it's, it's all, it all works together really.
0: No but it's a good foundation though isn't it because you've got the best of both worlds and you can both see what works and what doesn't work
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: and how many are you guys picking up clients still
1: uh yeah so we're the, the what we normally do is you'll we'll normally jump on a on a client call completely free obviously um just normally takes about fifteen to thirty minutes talk through what people's goals are, see whether they're right for us and we're right for them, Um, and then get everything set up, set up a plan, and you can normally start uh, either at the beginning of the next month or in some certain cases, depending on what week it is, um, you'll be able to start the following Monday. But we're trying to get it set up in, in in a way that we can start everyone, either in the middle of the month um, or at the beginning of the next month, just because it makes it a little bit more seamless in terms of the transition. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. And we are, we are, We've got a few coaching spots available. Um, myself, I've only got two, just because I don't, I don't really want um, an overload of clients. I, I can't, I can't give them the same level of service and attention that I feel they require um, to get the best progression. Um I'm not entirely sure how many Max has got available, but I do know he's got spaces available. So yeah, if if you want to get in contact, um drop us a message on Instagram, uh Harvey.gombos for myself, for, which is in terms of performance and strength. And for Max it'd be M I R I N dot Max. Um it's it's short for well it's it's meant to be pronounced Myrin Max, but not a lot of people get the reference. Um, so, yeah, just drop us a message and we'll get you sorted out.
0: So what is the reference? Because I don't get it either.
1: <laughs> uh, do, you, do you know who Z's is?
0: <clears throat> is this that DFX thing you posted this morning? No, Is it DFX? Oh, yeah. What was the...
1: Um... Oh, dra- you're, dra- you're on about Dragon Ball Z, aren't you? Yeah, D B Z. No, it's not that. Okay, because when you like, if you
0: don't know what this is, we can't be friends. Like, I've never seen any of that before.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't don't worry, mate. It's all good. Yeah, I um, I get excused
0: for being older.
1: It's just like, yeah, yeah. It's a generational <laughs>
0: thing. It's fine, you know. Yeah,
1: you get the generation pass. It's all right. Uh, that's it. Yeah, I like
0: get grandfather rights. All good. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah. No. So essentially, Z's is he was like the aesthetics founder, shall we say, Okay, yeah. um, it, like he was just, um, a, uh, a public figure that used to do bodybuilding, but also advocated the, the party lifestyle as well. and was just that sort of oh, cool guy that the people yeah. looked up to, um, and was one of the reasons why Max got into training. Um, essentially he was a role model yeah um so so yeah essentially that's pretty much all it is
0: that's pretty cool though you know it's a good reason as any isn't
1: it yeah yeah yeah
0: and i I like the fact that he is he references somebody that actually he looked up to
1: yeah yeah exactly that's that's one of the main reasons why he's not changed it uh just because it's sort of paying homage to your roots type of thing
0: yeah no that's cool that's cool so do you guys have a website yet
1: we don't we don't we're in the we're in the process of setting one up um we were supposed to have one up and running a couple of weeks ago, but something came up, and we've had to delay it a little bit, but I'm hoping within a month or so like this should be all sorted and, and done um so yeah i'll I'll keep you up to speed with regards to the website, yeah,
0: no definitely, definitely, and who's sponsoring you now because the list is getting a little bit bigger, <laughs>
1: Yeah, so oh oh, have you got a t-shirt on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, lift the bar apparel. Um, really, really good company. Um, I'm not one for just taking on sponsors willy nilly. Um, there's got to be some sort of like some some ethos, I suppose, surrounding the company or the brand that I like. Um, yeah, and obviously, lift the bar is about. Depression, anxiety, mental health, and mental health awareness. So, yeah, really, really um, support the brand. And uh, just off the back of that, proceeds or some of the proceeds of um, what the what the t shirt costs goes towards mental health charities. So obviously, it's going yeah. to a good cause as well. Um, and then still sponsored by Meat and Co. Um I've also picked up a sponsor from frank Dak uh physio or i think it's on instagram oakwood physiotherapy so i, th- I think it's that it, it changes quite frequently so i might not be accurate there um shit i'm missing raw iron as well uh raw iron apparel or clothing i think it's clothing not apparel um they're covering so obviously, I wear the lift bar T-shirts, Um and they've, they've also got hoodies. But I'll I'll wear raw iron joggers, uh, mm-hmm. and the occasional hoodie as well. So yeah, the the team's growing. It's, it
0: is. It's, it's impressive, well. mate. You're doing well. You are doing well.
1: So, you know, appreciate
0: and, it. Oh no, look, you know it's. You know, like I said, it's um it's it's good to see because like, you know, I bounce off what you do as well. Do you know what I mean? And you know, yeah, for yeah. people who don't know occasionally Harvey and I get into chats on in thing. Um and one and that's one of the things I want to come because on our last chat and you said to me, you said, Oh, you know, if you've got two minutes, could you just what do you like to see from a coach? And I went into this big yeah. long run <laughs> and wrote about yeah, five essays. <laughs> <laughs> I when I was doing it, I was just like, Is this too much? I was like, <laughs> No, Harvey will understand.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. To be honest with you, mate, if, if, like, I, I wanted that sort of depth in response, but it's a bit... Either either I ask for a little summary of what you want from a coach or yeah. and get the majority of people to respond, or I ask for an essay and yeah. like, 99% of people don't respond. <laughs> so. Yeah, because
0: when I started, I was just like... Uh, he'll he'll be fine with this. he'll be fine with this. he'll he'll get it. absolutely, yeah, and you did in fairness, because one of the things I said was, um, one of the things that you and I got into a conversation about is from the perspective of a coach. Now, I don't do personal training, although I often post the fact that I've just worked out, but I don't do personal training. I have no qualifications in personal training. I do have a long list of injuries that I can talk to anybody about. And as I work in head injury rehabilitation for a full-time job, I've got a lot of knowledge in rehabilitation and cognitive rehabilitation, which is how I get into got into coaching because I've spent the last time, last 16 years doing rehab with people with head injuries. So, um, and one of the things that you and I got into, and this is for people who are thinking of get, looking for a personal trainer or coach or anything, don't turn up and don't ask questions if you're not going to put the fucking effort in
1: okay absolutely absolutely i um i can't something that it's a bit of a pet peeve of mine i can't stand when people ask a question and then you sort of give them time and energy to give them a well put together response and then you see them just completely disregard (laughs) all of the information you've given them and do what they were doing anyway it's like why I, the I, fuck
0: did you even ask me? I, I kid you I mean? not, right? This has happened to me in the past, and I still stick by this, right? I've had paying clients. I'm coaching them, you know, and I. There's there's no easy way to put this other than I know what I'm fucking talking about, okay? Mm, yeah right? I do you've this. Got to. You've got yeah, to. Yeah, I, to I know do, do this, this for a, a living, coach. right? Like you, I've yeah. written my programs, I've done my coaching, I've you know, I have online training programs and all of that, right? And and I've actually done this in the past, and I stick to it religiously now. If you're not going to follow the advice, and you're not going to actually make the yeah, I don't give a shit how much you're paying me. I'll just refund you your yeah, money. Yeah. You can sod off because yes, I, I absolutely I, for my own mental health, it's too demoralising, <clears throat> and I have exactly. to I, exactly exactly that's
1: something gone.
0: No, well, just I have to cut it out like a cancer.
1: Mm, absolutely, something that I noticed very very early on because it was prompted from my own coach is if as soon as you get one of those stragglers, one of those, and you know, you know, yeah. the ones that I'm on about, it makes every single one of your clients a chore because you know, like for me, I I'll obviously I'll, I'll talk to my clients throughout the week, majority of days yeah. um, of the week, but towards the end of the week, when I do all my check-ins and stuff, I've got to go through everyone but because there's that one straggler that I'll also have to do alongside everyone else it sort of makes me not want to do the whole process yeah and I'm like either I can keep them on for a, a, a fraction of what I'm getting paid from everyone else or I can bin them off and be happy with coaching everyone and give everyone all my attention without feeling like I oh, can't I just don't yeah you irritate me a little bit the, the, so this what is it. I've started doing what I so, started doing is i'll give them a warning and then i'll just nip it in the bud because it's better for me and it's better for them. I'm not going to give them as good a quality service because they're not giving me their time and effort so it's like stop wasting your money go elsewhere
0: yeah yes i'm I'm the same it's it's like' cause when I have clients that they, they, you know, there's, there's always a transition period where they've got to make the adjustments, and they, they've got to put mm. some effort in. And there's some, like, you know, some of the conversations I have with people are pretty raw, and they're in comfortable positions because they've often, like, you know, especially if they've come out of a very toxic relationship, that they're in a mentally really rough place, right? So yeah. them trying to
1: effectively doing counselling, you're effectively
0: to... counselling <laughs> yeah. them. I am actually a qualified counsellor. I just... Um, oh, there we
1: go, then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't do my hours. I didn't do my counselling hours because after I'd done the training and the exam, the my, my issue back then with counselling, and I'm not into counselling now, so I don't do it, is it was always just re- reflecting on the past. And mm. as much as everybody needs an opportunity to offload that, understand that, look at the history of how it happened, you've then got to put that something is- in place to move forward. Because it's not until you move forward and you start hitting those same obstacles again that you can actually break down what happened to you. So you can reflect massively on the history of your past and you do need to offload the emotion and talk about how that emotion made you feel, right? But it's until you then start walking forward and trying to expand and move out of your comfort zone because that's when you start seeing the obstacles again that are trying to trip you up and it's at that point you can make real progress that you bulletproof yourself against it and that's why i shifted that's why i never got into counseling because at the time that i was doing it it didn't have that in place and you're going back to like 2003 2004 so i don't i never kept up with it it's like that's not what i'm about i have to move forward and it has to be proactive so when i've got clients like that i love it you know, I'll have very in-depth, very difficult conversations with them where you have to be really mm. honest and you have to appreciate how much pain they're in. And when yeah. they when they get through that and they lift themselves up and you then see them starting to fly and thrive and they're just, just doing amazing, it's the best mm. buzz in the world. It's so phenomenal. Yeah, yeah
1: so it's when, amazing, isn't it? Yeah,
0: so when you turn up and you can't do what I've seen someone else do, because you just oh like yes, but you don't no no go go and find someone else just just go and find mm. someone else. I can't do it, and and I, this yeah. is what you and I were talking about when I was just like you've got to have somebody that turns up and wants to train hard and really put mm. the effort in.
1: Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like there's there's a degree of um, help and knowledge and information that we provide people to help them. Uh, integrate the habits and routines to make it easier to sustain those those hmm. certain um, beneficial routines and habits. But without you, essentially, I can't I can't help you maintain a routine if you don't do it yourself. That that old adage I can't remember what, what it is specifically, but uh, you can you can lead a, a horse. You can't take a
0: horse to water and drink. make it drink.
1: Yeah, that's the one. And it's as simple as that. I can make it, I can make the road to that water so easy to go down. But if you won't drink it, then we're just wasting the time.
0: It is. And it's like you said, it's demoralizing. But when you see somebody, Mm. and okay, they might not be looking physically the best, they might not be the strongest. But when you just see somebody putting in the effort, right, you're just like, yeah, fucking respect. I don't care where you get yeah. to. I don't care what level you reach. The fact that I can see you're, you're trying to make yourself better is just...
1: Yes. You know. Yeah. All, all I need, I mean, to be honest with you, you tend to find the ones that are um, keen and, and inquisitive and not necessarily conscientious, but along that sort of line. Like, they're the ones that progress the fastest. Because they actually want to progress, yeah. But some people just want to fucking complain. It's, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't care how much you're paying me. I don't. I don't. I don't want your money if it's just for you to complain at me that things ain't, ain't going the way that you want them to because you're not putting in the work. Just you know what I mean? I can't be about. I can't be dealing with that. No, no, it's, that. it's
0: like we said at the beginning that it's that victim mindset. It's just yeah, like, exactly. I, I will help you through every single struggle when you're taking steps forward mm. but, when, but when you want to go and dig a hole of self-pity and sit in it yeah. and turn up the temperature yeah, yeah. yeah and put in your self-pity bubble bath I'm not fucking interested
1: no, exactly <laughs> and, yeah. that's, and that's falling on the way that way, way yeah
0: and that's probably a good place to stop we're bollocking and a warning to everybody
1: <laughs> absolutely
0: <laughs> and we'll end it there cheers buddy
1: cheers mate
0: and there it is, another David Watson podcast. I'll make sure I put all the links in the description, so if there's anything of interest, please check it out. If there was anything I don't cover, please get in touch, and I'll do my best to let you know how to find that. And as always, I do appreciate you listening. If you're able to like, subscribe, share, or comment, again, always appreciated, very much so. And if you have any ideas for guests and can do the introductions, get in touch. I'm always open to guests. Thank you.